0: Selecting the right entity for your new business. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of Larry Financial. On today's podcast, I want to go back to basics. Been asked a bunch of times over the last couple of months, hey Adam, please, can you just do a podcast that helps entrepreneurs potential business owners, including my son, who's actually trying to start a business and has questions on what should they set up? Should it be a sole provider? Should they do an LLC? Should they do an S corp or a C corp or a partnership? What makes sense? What are some of the advantages, disadvantages, some key characteristics about each type of entity? So I said, you know what? It's a great, great time because actually the third quarter is the most popular quarter for setting up a business uh this is based off stats from 2020 and um 2021 it was very close second and third quarter so we're still in the third quarter um technically for a week or so so i thought this would be a really good time to kind of go through the basics if you are looking to start a business or have a business maybe as a sole proprietor and want to potentially think about an llc or an S or c corp then um spend some time with me um And I will teach you Um, as a tax attorney, someone that started multiple businesses, someone that's probably helped um, many, many, many uh, hundreds of clients over the last 20 or so years set up businesses. Um, Let me share what I know. So interesting enough, America is one of the best countries in the world for starting a business. It ranks 91.6 out of 100, which is almost at the top for the relatively ease in opening a business. And it's true. If you want to open a business in india china even canada it's not as easy as just clicking on a state website putting in some information paying a very small fee and generally in some cases within hours days maybe even a few days you'll have your entity set up then you can go to the irs website for free and get a tax id number for that entity and then you can potentially get an LLC operating agreement. If you're gonna have partners or a shareholder agreement, if you're gonna have um, shareholders, but if it's just you or you and a spouse, then you pretty much once you set up the LLC and you have a tax ID number, or set up the corp and have a tax ID number, or even if you just operate as a sole proprietor, you're good to go. You can literally start your business right then, right there, where, trust me, um, I remember setting up a business for a client in India. Uh, it took six months. We need a local director. We have to get the accounting firm to give an opinion letter. It cost approximately ten dollars to $15,000 um, and it took like six months. So be glad um, for this reason and, and many more reasons that you uh, live in America and wanna open a business and have the ability to open a business in America because not everyone can. So let's talk about how many businesses are formed in the United States. So in 2010, the number of new business applications were 2.5 million. 2020, they're 4.38 million, that's 75% increase. And there's also a 24.7 increase from 2019, okay? So people wanna set up businesses, four and a half, 4.38 million new businesses in 2020. Um, is super exciting. So just for example, um, quarter two in 2022, 1.24 million businesses were set up quarter one, 1. 1.2. Um, so we're looking 22 is probably going to blow away 21 in terms of a uh, number of businesses set up. We potentially get to about 5 or high for 4 million plus in terms of new businesses set up. So this is a great time to start a business, right? Um, yeah, the economy is kind of tough. We're dealing with inflation. But my belief is if you can be successful and start a business in a challenging economic time, forces you to learn good habits, forces you to be super uh, focused and tight with not only your money but tight in terms of your priorities and your diligence then when times are a little smoother you're going to be coasting and pretty much set to, and off to the races so um let's start with the sole proprietor okay that's the basic default form if you want to start a business and you don't want to set up an LLC or corp you automatically default to a sole proprietor okay you don't have to file anything it's automatically formed upon start of the business no filing is necessary you will manage it right generally it's it's a sole proprietor so an adam bergman business adam bergman will be the manager there's no limited liability so you're personally liable for all the business debts which is the major downfall of the sole proprietor right that's the major major disadvantage of being a sole proprietor is you got to deal with all liabilities you can do a dba some people think you have to operate as Adam Bergman business, you don't. You can do a DBA and call yourself, you know, uh, blue sky ice cream. Doesn't matter. Um, but the limited liability limitation is a problem. Uh, your tax is a sole proprietor. So it's a Schedule C on your 1040. Um, you have no, obviously, corporate minutes or maintenance um, because it's not an entity. And um, you generally have one owner, right? The whole idea of a sole proprietor. You can have employees but you generally have one owner, which would be you, for example. And the entire business is owned you know, by the owner. All the property, personal property is the owners um, and all profits and losses will generally flow to the owner. So you automatically are sole proprietor. Like my kid is super into starting a business. He's young, he's so entrepreneurial, him and his friends. Uh, one of his friends lives uh, adjacent to a golf course. So the kid literally puts on scuba gear jumps into this murky, disgusting water and collects golf balls and they sell them. And uh, they sell them for like a dollar a golf ball and, and uh, they, they share profits and they want to start a business. So uh, I was telling them about an LLC, maybe versus an S corp. And they were really interested. Why not a corp? Why is Apple a C corp? Why should I not be a C corp? Why should I be a C corp? Can't be a sole proprietor because there's two partners. so. Really spent like 40 minutes with these kids. And it's great to see. I mean, these are like 12 year old kids that are interested in entrepreneurship. I mean, hopefully they're focused as much on school, but they want to make money and they love doing it and they're looking for new business ideas. So, this is part of the American fabric. This is what makes America uh, one of the greatest countries in the world that all you need is an idea, some luck, a little bit of money, and uh, you could be the next Elon Musk, right? Uh, You can be the next. Obama, you can be the next Trump, you can be the next great, great entrepreneur. Um, You just need to have a passion, a little bit of luck, and a whole lot of hard work, and you can do it. So that's the sole proprietor. Let's start with the LLC. The LLC is the most popular entity. Um, I would say probably 95% of all new entities are LLCs. Um, And there's good reason for it. Funny. I would when I started practicing law in 2000, yeah, 2000-2001, um, there were still questions about LLC. A lot of small businesses were still using corps or S-corps. LLCs were still seen as a little bit edgy, a little bit out there. Uh, the check-the-box regulations just came out uh, around a year earlier or so, so that got people more excited because you can set up an LLC and tax as a corp. Um, and then Obviously, at that point, all states recognized LLCs, um, but some foreign jurisdictions didn't, um, and that still continues to be the case. But it was around that time, the late '90s, early 2000s, where uh, more and more small businesses were focused on LLCs. But prior to that, um, LLCs were not that popular. Um, they, they were for investment funds. A lot of businesses just automatically kind of went to a C or S corp, and it's taken accountants the last 20 or so years to kind of start and get familiar with LLCs. And there's a lot to get familiar with and there's a lot to like because they're super flexible. So to set up an LLC you file an articles of formation organization with the state, all 50 states and the D- District of Columbia recognizes LLCs. LLCs are pass-throughs. So they are corporate entities. They have limited liability protection but there's no corporate level tax. We'll, we'll get to the C Corp in a minute, but it's kind of, a a funnel think of it as a funnel all the income funnels passes through to the owners, the owners of the llc are known as members, the llc can be managed by one person or multiple managers, which is often known as a board of managers. Um, but there's no essential corporate formality there's no requirement for member meetings or annual member meetings so that's unlike a corp which has corporate formalities an LLC does not LLC also has limited liability protection like a corporation. So it has the advantages of the limited liability protection as a corp, but you get the pass through taxation that a corp does not have. That means there's one layer of tax. There's no entity level tax. So for example, if an LLC makes a hundred bucks, there's no entity level federal income tax. The only tax is at the member owner level. So if we assume, you know, 30% 30% tax, it's $100, the member would pay tax on $100, let's say it pays $30 in tax, is left with $70. And we'll get to the corporation, and we'll see that the corporation has a 21% entity-level tax. So if you take that same $100 example with a 30% individual tax rate, company generates $100, it's left with $79, the $79 gets dividend. Up to the shareholder who pays thirty thirty percent tax on that. It's another let's say twenty three bucks. So they just paid forty let's say f- or forty four dollars in tax, whereas an LLC maybe they only paid thirty. Okay, so you can see right there from a tax standpoint, the LLC is super advantageous. Yes, you can do an S corp, and we'll get to there, um, which is a lot closer to an LLC than a C corp. Um, Single member LLCs do not fall tax returns um they, they kind of get taxed like sole proprietors it's on a schedule c which is attached to the 1040 or tax return and then whatever net income is there subject to self-employment social security FICA taxes and it gets added to your 1040. but it's a business just like a sole proprietor you can take business deductions to reduce your taxable income multiple member llc follows a partnership return of form 1065. again no taxes due but it's essentially an information return that's due um march 15th uh you can get an extension to september 15th and essentially it shows the income and or losses of the partnership and then each member or partner would get what's called a k-1 which gives the partner and the irs a snapshot as to the activity of the partnership during the year for example the member who the member is their capital account basis any income allocated um capital gains rental income and the, and the like so it lets the irs know that hey adam was allocated a hundred dollars of income better check his 1040 to make sure he reported it so it keeps the irs abreast of, of what's going on within that partnership um there's very few as i mentioned corporate formalities which people really like owners of the LCs are known as members same as, shareholder, as a shareholder of the corp but also could be known as partners and we'll get to a partnership in a bit Uh, but it's essentially the same thing. Um, There are some flexibility in terms of allocation of profits and losses. Um, There needs to still be economic substance to the allocation. So you can't just say, okay, I get all the losses because um, I have a lot of income to uh, absorb and then you get all the gains or you get all the capital gains, I get all the ordinary income. You can't allocate just based off tax characteristics, but you do have more flexibility uh, than a corporation. Okay, so obviously LLCs have become the most popular entity type, whether it's a single member or multiple member LLC, b- basically because of the flexibility in uh, pass through taxation, one level of tax, and you still get the benefits of limited uh, liability uh, protection, which obviously is super important. What's limited liability protection? Well, say so you have a hundred thousand bucks in your LLC. know in a house um you are renting out an airbnb and god forbid there's a horrific um disaster and you owe creditors more than you have in insurance basically if the llc is respected as an entity separate from its members the creditors are not going to be able to go after the members all they'll be able to go after is what's in the llc so if you had a house or a dog a cat a million dollars in another bank account they wouldn't be able to go after that um, because of the limited liability protection. Note some states like Florida do not have, offer full limited liability protection to single member LLCs. So if you're in Florida, probably wanna have a spouse or someone take a 1% to make it a partnership. And, and some states, other states other than Florida have you know certain peculiar limited liability protection rules uh, versus single versus multiple member But in general, multiple member LLCs have a more entrenched limited liability protection framework than single member LLCs. How do you pierce the veil where you basically, if you're treating the LLC as your own piggy bank, there's not a separation between your personal life and your business life. You could run into an issue where a creditor can pierce the corporate veil. So it's got to be cautious about that. Let's start with, now let's go to corporations, C-Corps. Prior to the, I don't know, late. 70s early 80s every new business was essentially a corp c or an s corp um just the way it was lc's were seem new their case law wasn't established it wasn't as um safe at least from a perception standpoint than a corporation c corp essentially was is and it's still used by almost every publicly traded company as a c corp and, and i'll tell you in a minute why it's on s corp um there's reasons why they're not LLCs. There were some private equity funds um, that set up LLCs and went public with LLCs, but they've actually just reverted to uh, corporations. So it's very, very few publicly traded uh, partnerships or LLCs. Most are corporations, even our REIT, R- Real Estate Investment Trust is, you know, TRIA as a corporation essentially. Um, so a corporation, the most important advantage is living liability protection. Right. That's why people set up corps dating back to, you know, 100 or so years ago when, when companies were set up. It was to protect the owners and shareholders from liability. Uh, an LLC owner is deemed a me- known as a member. In a corporation standpoint, they're known as a shareholder. Same thing. OK. You set up a C-Corp by filing a certificate of formation with the state, kind of like an LLC. Very similar. Um, management is run by uh, a corporate management, a board of directors, you need officers, um, directors, in some cases the one person can serve as all of the officers. Um, and that's where you'd want to check with local state rules in terms of um, the bylaws and the um, corporate structure in terms of what is permitted from from an officer and director standpoint. So it's definitely a little bit more complex than an LLC where there's absolutely very, very little corporate formality. The limited liability protection is super important. Tax treatment. C-Corps are, think of it as a big box. It's the easiest way to identify, at least in, that's what I use in my head to uh, picture what a corp looks like. There's the entity level tax, which is in the box. That's 21% federal. There's also state tax, um, depending on where you live. And then there's a shareholder tax. That's the second layer of tax on dividends. Now, in an LLC, the income that passes through, that's called pass-through income, or any cash that's sent from the LLC bank account to the owner, that's called a distribution. LLC owners pay tax on profits. They don't pay tax on distributions. Okay, so if you start off with $100 and you get allocated $50 in profit, your capital account goes to $150. If you get a $50 distribution, your capital account goes down to $100. So you actually pay tax on profits, not distributions. In a corp C corp standpoint, you pay tax on dividends. And there's a dividend tax. So that's where the two-layer of tax comes in. Okay. So corporations known as a double taxation regime, and a LC is known as a single taxation regime. Um, the corporate maintenance is important. Uh, again, you wanna make sure you're you're respecting the corporate formalities, right? You don't want to have a creditor pierce the corporate veil by not respecting the fact that you need annual board meetings, quarterly board meetings, and there needs to be a separation between the corporation and uh, the shareholders. Um, corporations pay tax on 1120. It's due April 15th or extension October 15th. And uh, the corporation, again, is separate from a shareholder. So the corporation pays the 21%, plus some states have a state uh, corporate tax as well. Um, Corporations could have multiple classes of shares, common, preferred, multiple common shares. And um, profits and losses are generally allocated pro rata. uh, When you think of a corporation, think of Apple or Tesla. It's very rare that startups set up C Corps. When would you ever set up a C Corps? So my kid wanted to know, Dad, when when should I set up (coughs) a C Corps? Well, (coughs) excuse me, only very few instances. I think number one, if you're looking for like foreign investors, Foreign investors don't want LLCs generally. They don't want pass-through income. They don't wanna be having to file a US tax return uh, and have effectively connected income. So that's number one. Number two, if you're gonna raise money and you hope this startup's gonna be super big, like an Uber or a Tesla, then generally uh, a lot of venture capital firms, uh, private equity firms uh, will, will prefer a corpse. So uh, like a Delaware Corp. So that's another instance. Um, and then, in some cases, if you're an owner and you um, expect the business to do really well, and you don't want to have to deal with paying tax on pass-through income, uh, phantom income, income you don't really need. So, what's phantom income? In an LLC, let's say you, the company, the pr- LLC makes a thousand dollars. Now, let's just use real numbers. Let's say the LLC makes a million dollars in profit, but you really don't need the million bucks, right? You want the money to stay in the company because you need the million bucks to pay employees, to hire more employees, to buy more inventory, uh, open new stores. So you take your salary, everyone takes their salary, and net-net, the business makes a million bucks. Well, guess what? The owners of the LLC pay tax on that million bucks. That's phantom income because the LLC, the cash is still in the LLC. So what happens is the LLC can issue what's called a tax distribution, where they send the LLC owner enough cash from the LLC to pay the tax. That's called a tax distribution, very common. But the million bucks is phantom income because they're paying tax on income that they're actually not receiving in their hand, right? The, the money's on their hand. It's in the LLC bank account. So in the corporation, you don't have phantom income because the corporation pays the 21% on the million bucks and the company has that money. It can then dividend to the shareholder and the shareholder pays more tax, but the shareholder is not going to pay tax on anything other than a dividend. The company would pay the 21%. So if you're going to start a business, you think it's going to be a cash cow. You're not sure you're going to really need that money to live off. You're just, you're okay with a nice salary. Then, you know, in that case, maybe a C-Corp works. The S-Corp, okay. S-Corps are super popular. Um, Essentially an S-Corp is a corporation with an S-election. So it's not a separate type of company. All it is, it's a C-Corp with an S-election. You file an 1120 S. That's actually due March 15th, not April 15th with an extension. To September 15th. S-Corps have some shareholder eligibility rules. They need to be a domestic corp. Shareholders generally have to be US persons. Um, it can only be individuals, certain trusts in the states. A single member LLC could be a shareholder. A 401k technically can, an IRA cannot, um, a partnership cannot, a corporation cannot, and non-resident alien shareholders are not allowed. Cannot have more than hundred shareholders. That's why S-Corps are not publicly traded. You can only have one class of stock, can't have two shares classes of common or a preferred. So those are the limitations on the S corp. S corps are very popular with small businesses, why? Because you get the flow through taxation of an LLC and you get the limited liability protection of a C corp. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. You still have corporate formality because it is an S corp. So that's one disadvantage of the S corp over the LLC lc doesn't really have corporate formality you file the s corp again it's a c corp you just do an s election with the irs that's how you um treat the corporation as an s corp you do an s election and that is what the irs needs in order to be treated um as a um Corp, right it's essentially um a form that you'll file um with uh, an, uh with the irs to let the irs know okay but again it's not a different type of company it's just a c corp that is treated as an s corp okay so you don't need to get it all bent over oh my god it's a different type of company no it's not it's just a corp that tree as an S. Um the advantage obviously is the pass-through treatment. The major advantage this is just getting to the nuts and bolts the major um, advantage. And by the way, it's called the form 2553, 2553. That's the form you submit to the IRS to do the X election. You essentially uh, got to do it two months and 15 days after it's filed, but you can still file it um, for later years. But why do people like the S Corp? This is it. Bottom line is C Corp and S Corp, you get paid through a 2 If you're a sole proprietor, you don't get a W-2, you get a Schedule C and all that income subjects to self-employment tax. If you're a member of a multiple member LLC, you're not supposed to get a W 2. Some people get it, but you're either get a guaranteed payment or all the net business income is treated as self employment, um, so and subject to social security. Most people will just do the guaranteed um payment. C and S corps to get W 2s, okay? So if the LLC generate a million dollars a year, okay, you, you may have to pay a million dollars of self or at least. The self employment and social security would be on that million dollars. In the case of a C or S Corp, you can say, okay, I'm only going to take a hundred thousand dollar salary. So maybe I'm only going to owe social security and FICA on that hundred K. And then the rest will just be subject to regular ordinary income tax. And that's what the S Corp play is. The S Corp play is hey, I don't want to pay social security and FICA on all this income like I would an LC. So what I'll do is I'll take a salary from the S Corp, reasonable salary. Um, and then I'll pay Social Security and FICO on that. And then everything that's left will just be subject to regular ordinary income tax. Now, the, S- the IRS isn't stupid, and they want to make sure you're taking a reasonable salary and they'll audit you. Um, there's cases and you, you, there's there actually an abundance of cases where uh, business owners are paying or um, taking unreasonably low um, salaries. OK, um, and you know I've used I've used this. Um, example before but um i don't know if anyone ever uh if people still remember john edwards um he was a north carolina north carolina lawyer and he ran for public office and basically what he did um is he was a successful lawyer and he had uh, years where he had major income from um successful lawsuits and what he did is he took a super low salary through an s corp um and pay tax, Social Security Medicare on that very low W2 salary. And then basically had all the other income in his S Corp, not Social Security and FICA. And he thought he was good, but the IRS didn't think so and they audited him and they won. Um, so basically um, I think the numbers were, he had net income in three years of $25 million. And he made about a million, 1.2 million in salary. A year. So he said, Hey, that's all I need. And the IRS said, Well, that's not enough. You earned $25 million in three years. You needed to take more than like three million dollars in, in W2. So the IRS wants it to be reasonable. Um, and, and they're not messing around. Why do they care? Well, Social Security and FICO's taxes <laughs> mean something to the IRS, and they don't mess around when it comes to taxes. So that's the only thing to be aware of if you're doing an S Corp. Make sure you're taking a reasonable salary, make sure you're respecting corporate formalities. Obviously, you have those shareholder restrictions, 100 shareholders, no foreign shareholders. The shareholders can't be corporations or single member uh, or or, um, trust, certain trusts or IRAs, for example. So just be aware of that. The last um, entity type I wanted to mention is general partnerships, which no one really does for businesses unless you have to. Uh, You're a law firm or accounting firm, depending on your state medical practice um, or architecture firm. some hedge funds, venture capital funds, still are GPs. A general partnership means you have an entity that's a general partner that has no limited liability protection, and then you have limited partners that have limited limited uh, credit, limited uh, protection, and are receive um, limited liability protection. Generally, what people do is they'll set up an LLC to be the GP so that the general partner has limited liability protection, and then the limited partners all have the limited liability protection uh, as a limited partner so general partnerships are still being used by hedge funds private equity funds they don't have to they can just use an llc but i think people just get comfortable lawyers like to use the same documents over and over right it's easier charge the same amount and have to do less work (laughs) so uh but that's going to go away eventually you'll just see llc's for major hedge funds private equity funds venture capital funds the general partnership uh, structures uh is on the decline significant. Uh, so that's the only thing, just if someone mentions a GP, if you want to do a general partnership, make sure that the general partners set up like through an LLC to give that general partner limited liability protection and the LPs will have the limited liability uh, protection. So that's kind of it. In sum, um, you default to sole proprietor. If you don't have an entity, um, you can do a sole proprietor if you're just you know selling golf balls to uh, your friends and neighbors. But if you want to do something, have a website, sell to the general public you want to be either an LLC uh, or S-Corp. The only reason to do a C-Corp if you're going to raise money from foreign investors or you want to go public at some point or you think your business is going to be a cash cow and you, you don't need to um, deal with that income and the phantom income and pay tax and get tax distributions on that income, you just rather the corporation pay 21% tax because you don't plan on taking a dividend for a while. Your exit strategy is just selling the corporate stock. That's fine. But honestly, the LLC and the S-Corp no, I'd say ninety-nine percent of all new businesses should be LLCs or S-corps. You can, either one works. I don't. I don't really have. Uh, actually, I do have a preference. I'd rally the LLC just because, and I have both. Um, just because you don't deal with corporate formality, and uh, I've seen issues where people don't respect corporate formality, and you have a lawsuit, and um, there's a threat that they'll pierce the corporate veil, which for LLCs is is much much more difficult because there is no corporate uh, formality. So. And there's also more flexibility in terms of operating the LLC from a profit loss standpoint, management structure. So um, the only disadvantage of the LLC is you can't play around with the W-2, Social Security, and FICA, but, uh, or the S-Corp. You still can. You just don't be a John Edwards. Don't be super aggressive. Uh, but again, if your uh, business maybe does a million in, in revenue and maybe 200000 in profit, you, know, you can take a, a $40,000, 50000 dollars salary. That's probably reasonable, a $2,000 salary, maybe not. So anyways, there's a lot to discuss. Uh, I can probably keep going for another 30, 40 minutes. Um, This is not to do with retirement accounts. This is all about, hey, um, start a business. If you're confident, if you believe in something, you're passionate, um, go for it. That's what America is built on. I was a lawyer for nine years. I liked it. The first five years, I really enjoyed what I was doing after that. Really uh, kind of the golden handcuffs doing it the paycheck um which sucks sucks Uh, i remember waking up you know monday morning just not being excited to go to work and uh when you have your own business it's hard it's stressful but it's so rewarding uh if you hopefully get to be in an industry you you believe in and are passionate about and love which i am so i am super super fortunate you know to found my passion i hope um all you do and uh keep trying until you do don't give up but um setting up the right company is not hard America makes, we're in the best country for starting a business. If you have to choose from the LLC and S Corp, as I mentioned, I gave you some options, but I don't think you can go wrong with either. Um, and definitely talk to an advisor, tax professional attorney. Um, CPAs are really good at this stuff. So if you have a CPA, uh, you should. everyone should have a really good CPA. That's number one. Um, if you're starting a business, you need a good CPA. That's one of the first things you should do. They're not super expensive like lawyers, but they're very valuable uh, in terms of helping you Uh, start your business the right way making sure you're taking advantage of all available um, deductions startup expenses things like that that could really make a difference so thank you for listening if you're watching i appreciate it uh definitely subscribe to our youtube channel it's awesome and i know it was kind of a long one um but it's it's super important topic so thank you have a great day and talk to everyone again next week